Hey everybody, welcome to the New Year's episode of Eat Well, Move Well podcast. This is episode number five, and I'm Roland Denzel of The Fit Inc., and right here with me is Galena Ivanova Denzel, also of The Fit Inc. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, our little project we're kicking off for the new year. It's called 30 Days of Real Food, and... Um, it's going to be a, it's a great little challenge that we're going to be personally doing and a lot of our listeners, readers, and family and friends locally are also going to be doing. Yeah, it's very exciting. We did a short 21-day detox in December and we had great results and a bunch of our clients and friends hopped on and uh, they asked us to do something for the new year. Yeah, we, so here it is. We got a lot of questions about like why do you call it a detox and we always put the detox in quotation quotes because we don't really believe so much in the in the the detox from the sense that you need to eat specific things or not eat them or to, to flush all these toxins out of your body. I think we think our, our bodies naturally detox on their own. So uh, Galia, this for this 30 day challenge came up with a better a better word. Yeah. And um, we called it a reset. A reset, which I think is a really good uh, really good thing. So how would you say that a reset is a good metaphor if you compare a, a computer to a human? Well, um, it, the computer, when things aren't going well, um, you, you muddle along for a while, you close programs down, you make little changes, make little modifications, but finally you get so frustrated that you uh, reset the computer. You either push that big button at the front and... and Power it off, power it back on, and you start over from scratch. And miraculously, you uh, typically find that things are running smoothly again. And I find that that's an awesome analogy with the human body because oftentimes we don't feel good and we don't always know why. Would you say that after the holidays, such a reset is necessary? I think for a lot of people, I think we get in a, even though the in the grand scheme of things, the holiday is a short period of time. If you kind of look at it, people tend to, once Thanksgiving gets close, they tend to relax their diet a little bit. And then even when Thanksgiving is over, they know that Christmas is coming up soon. They only have a couple weeks before Christmas parties start coming up. um, Hanukkah starts coming, creeping in. And um, there's food at the office, food at the school, everywhere you go, people are giving you candy, cookies, special, they're always special, specially baked treats just for the holidays. And pretty soon, it's been like a month, a month and a half of, uh, of holiday treats. And um, those treats are usually very rich in sugar, flour, uh, sometimes we have alcohol, And those things can be uh, quite detrimental if one's trying to um, have good health and low body fat levels and good energy. Yeah, so I think there's a couple of aspects. I think one is that you you may have gained weight and you may be feeling a little bit sluggish and it may not feel very good, but also that now you've developed this habit, six weeks of letting things slide a little bit and it's now you almost have like a habit of... um, uh, habit of party foods, habit of drink, uh, party drinks, and you've lost that good habit of good healthy eating that you might have had before. And I also feel like um, during the holidays we're so overwhelmed 
And when we're overwhelmed and tired and we have family around and we're kind of off of our routine, it's easier to reach for those carb-rich foods because they're, they're easy. They're right there. You don't have to cook them. And I think there's a lot, there's more, not that you're making excuses for yourself, but I mean, I, I do this too. You think, wow, it's a special occasion, special treat. Everybody, everybody has these things. But, you know, the reality is, that, you know, if it's a, a bowl of Hershey's Kisses, there's a million kisses and they all taste the same and they're really not that good. So, so whether you eat one of them or a hundred of them. Yeah. I feel like there's two groups of people around the holidays looking at my clients. There's the types that are, I can have just one or I can have a piece of something and then I'll hop back on my plan. And then there's the types of people, and you may or may not be one of them if you're listening to us, who as soon as they start eating more carb-rich or sugary foods, their sort of addictive relationship with uh, sweets starts and they almost can't shake it off. So they go down this rabbit hole of um, sugar consumption and then cravings and then feeling bad about themselves and then more sugar. Mm-hmm. Would you say that our um, 30 days of real food could help them? I think so, because once you've gone through that 30 days where you've put yourself sort of on this uh, restriction down to the, the sort of the barest necessities um, of, of your nutrition, it's still good food. It's, it's tasty, it's filling, it's satisfying, but you've restricted, you've, you haven't had a lot of sugar, you haven't had a lot of those treats, and when you come out on the other side of that 30 days, you'll really, A, you'll really know what's important to you, because it's the things you're still going to be craving. And you may be surprised that that piece of chocolate is not as good as you remember it. Um, you also might find that you feel better coming off the other side of this uh, 30 days, and you didn't even know it. Like you might find that if you've gave if you've given up dairy for 30 days, you might find that when you have a glass of milk or you have um, um, some yogurt or you have a cheese on, a piece of cheese on your burger that your nose gets runny or your eyes water and maybe you never even noticed that before yeah it was just normal so uh, are you saying that in the 30 days of real food there's no dairy is that for everybody no i mean if most people know or suspect Mm. that they have dairy and i would say that if you are eating sort of the standard american diet um you can choose whether to, to give up dairy or not if you've never given up dairy for any significant amount of time, it might be a good thing to start with. But for some people, that's sort of a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. So on the 30 days of real food, what are those foods that uh, people can have? Uh, you can have uh, meat, fish, chicken, poultry. You could have you know, lamb, all, all of the uh, you know, animal products like this. You can have um, you know, unlimited vegetables. You can have eggs as well. Eggs. Bacon. Bacon. If you've not given up dairy, you can have cheese. Um, you know, you can have cottage cheese as a good source of protein. Basically, you're you know you're going to focus your diet around protein, healthy fats, and vegetables. Okay. Very cool. What about fruit? You can have some fruit, but fruit's pretty high in calories, and for a lot of people, it's not very satisfying. Well, it's satisfying in the sense that it tastes delicious, but it might not be satisfying where it fills you up. In fact, for me, if I have a piece of fruit, it actually stimulates my appetite, and I'll be hungry again, or maybe even hungrier in about an hour. So it's for the most part, it's as if I haven't eaten anything. So mm-hmm. I just ate 200 calories, and I didn't really get much 
lasting satisfaction out of it. I find that, um, and I'm the fruit advocate in our team, so um, I uh, kind of uh, sneaked some fruit in that uh, 30 days of real food. We chose a few types of fruits that are really beneficial to digestion and very rich in antioxidants and fruits that are also very flavorful so that you don't need to eat a lot of them. So maybe have a little bit of blueberries on top of your Greek yogurt or have a little bit on the side with uh, your breakfast if you feel like a little bit of fruit. But it can never be used as a main meal during these uh, 30 days. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And my little tip there is like if you buy, you know, like places like Trader Joe's and uh, most grocery stores have bags of smaller apples Mm. that are like during the... When you're not on the challenge, you might go, oh, those apples are too small. What a ripoff. But this might be the best time to have it because it's still good. It's still nice. They still taste good. But it's those smaller apples are almost half the size mm-hmm. and uh, half the calories and half the sugar. That works for me. That works for me yeah. very well. What about the fats? What kind of fats can you have? Uh, well, you can have um, animal fat, of course. And for many people, if you're having beef, chicken, lamb, fish, um, that might be enough fat right there. You don't have to worry about going with the leanest cuts of meat. Um, but if you prefer leaner cuts of meat, chicken breast and lean like pork tenderloin and um, um, like a pot roast, which is pretty lean on the beef side, you might want to have to add some fat. So you healthy fats there are going to be um, butter and grass-fed butters are always going to be the best choice when butter comes to, uh, into the picture. And you can have ghee, which is clarified butter. You can have coconut oil. You can have olive oil. Um, even you know, even like lard. Lard is uh, gets a bad rap, um, but lard is actually uh, pretty healthy. It's thirty percent monounsaturated fat, which is the same healthy fat that everyone says is so great about olive oil and peanut oil. Yeah, that's it, it's always crazy how some traditional fats were kind of pushed out by industry, but they're coming back. Yeah. They're coming back yeah. little by little. People still think lard is bad, although like a lot of people are saying, yeah, I hear butter's really healthy. Yeah. And then, then they turn right around and say, oh, but lard is really bad for you. Yeah. Well, because of the saturated fat, but the butter has more saturated fat than the lard does. Lot, you know, so it's gonna get better. Yeah. It's just gonna take some uh, cultural conditioning. Yeah, and I think do we talk about eggs? Because eggs are a good source of protein and fat all in one. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, you know, make the mistake of getting rid of the yolk or buying those tubs of egg whites. Where you do not have to do that because egg yolk is a great source of fat. It's a great source, and that egg yolk actually has more nutrition in it than the egg white does about the same amount of protein. Yes, it has more fat in it, but you have to eat fat to have a healthy hormonal profile and uh, to keep yourself satisfied. Yeah, and to be able to absorb all those vitamins. Yeah. Which is why um, skim milks just cracks me up. Yeah. Because there's no nutrition in it. What about carbs? I, I see on the plan, I looked at it earlier today, and there's sweet potatoes and yams and yucca. And um, are those okay for all people? Well, if you are, there's there's basically two, two there's a couple types of people that are going to be uh, doing this plan. There's the people who are specifically trying to get healthy, and there's the people that are specifically trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I suppose there could be some people trying to gain some muscle and, and things as well, but I think that's going to be, they're probably going to fall into the healthier, the trying to be healthier category. Um, if you're trying to be healthy and you don't need to worry about losing any fat, you can have more of those 
those carbs, potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, um, yucca, you know, some people, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that doesn't, that, that can limit yourself to a small amount, I would say, um, you could probably have some, some of these things once a day, but if possible, have them after a workout, um, and, um, maybe only on the days when you're having a workout. So what about all the other carbs, like, um, your whole wheat bread and, um, wheat and rye and barley and quinoa and millet and soba noodles and rice and rice noodles, all these things that people tend to consider healthy? Well, these are going to be out for the, for this 30 days. Now, when, whether you decide to keep them out of your diet after that is, is, is a different story. But for right, for this 30 days, we want you to keep them out. The reason is that um, it's twofold. The, the first one is that these grains, from a nutrition standpoint, are very low in nutrients, very low in vitamins and minerals um, compared to the calories that you would get in, in other carbohydrate sources like fruit and vegetables. So, so are you saying the calorie per calorie, say you take... 100 calories of root vegetables, like some roasted beets and parsnips and yucca. Or even a potato. Or even a potato. And 100 grams of whole wheat bread. Are you saying that? Not 100 grams. Say 100 calories. calories and 100 calories. There's going to be more nutrition in the root vegetables compared to the whole wheat bread? Yes. And okay. part of the nutrition that's in the whole wheat bread is because it's been added back in by the manufacturer. Okay. So it's not wasn't naturally in the wheat. It's mm. added back in. It's called, you'll see it on the label, fortified. Okay. Yeah, okay. so. So, are there. That, that's one reason. Okay. Okay, the other reason is that um, part of this 30 days is to see can, what kind of foods you're sensitive to and which ones are healthy for you to re have remain in your diet. So, by a limit, their grains, specifically wheat, barley, rye, um, I think those are the main ones. They have. They're the ones that are most likely to cause um, an into intolerance issues in people. Okay. So th because you've probably all heard the, the gluten and gluten free. Um, so this is just a way to test it. You know, you go 30 days and you don't have it for 30 days. And then after the 30 days, if you sort of gently add it back into your diet once or twice to see how you feel, you're going to know within a day or two whether uh, whether you feel better without the gluten or whether you feel okay with it. That's pretty cool. And what about um, if there's people listening who are vegetarian? Uh, how how can they do the 30 days of real food if they're not eating um, meats? Can they just do it with dairy and eggs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can do it with dairy and eggs, but you know, um, probably just like even before this, you might get tired of a lot of dairy and eggs. Um, you're going to have to maximize. You're going to have to make some choices that if you can't eat enough dairy and eggs and get your protein from that, you're going to have to really maximize your sources of other foods to make sure that they have high levels of protein. So um, your dairy products, make sure they're, they've got enough protein in them, they have healthy fats. Um, you might consider adding some, some higher protein legumes in. Okay, what about like... Pea and hemp and rice protein. Would that be okay? exactly. That's probably the best way. These, uh, you know, you know, the ultimate goal here for the thirty days is to eliminate legumes from your diet. So these are like unprocessed legumes because they have irritants in them that could mm. can mess you up. Not as bad as the grains, but 
they can still cause you irritation. So it would be interesting to see if you've eliminated them, what it's going to be like after the 30 days. But when you take these, um, like pea protein powder, it's been processed enough and, and the, it's, it's been processed just down to the protein. So a lot of the things that irritate people, the fiber, mm-hmm. um, that irritate people's uh, bowels and gut have been removed. So okay. they're, they're usually okay. So pretty simple for everybody. We want them to not have grains and legumes for these 30 days, but vegetarians can have some legume products or here and there some properly prepared legumes. Yes, I would okay. say so. I would say so. Okay, pretty cool. Well, vegetarians typically, they they if they stay on a diet like this, even if they're trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. they're going to have to, I mean, it's more of a, they're going to have to be more creative and more diligent in their diet because if you've eliminated a lot of the, a lot of the grains and you're minimizing your fruit, um, it might be hard enough, hard to get enough calories and specifically enough protein. So we don't want them to, we don't want you to starve. Yeah. Shrink yeah. away. So eat up, eat up vegetarians. I used to be vegan and vegetarian. So I remember just having to eat a whole lot of vegetables to uh, be able to get my calories. Yeah. But it was, it was doable. So the things that are really in the red with this plan are grains, legumes, and some oils? There's a lot of oils that they're sort of like, they're everywhere. And they have this illusion of health. Manufacturers, I, I, I honestly believe when they first came out, people thought they were healthy. But now manufacturers leave them in because they're inexpensive. So we're talking about soybean oil, uh, corn oil, and you'll see generically on the labels of ingredients list vegetable oil. Or at the grocery store, you can buy like a jug of vegetable oil. You have to look in the fine print to see what it is. It usually says corn and or soybean and or cottonseed and or, you know, it's this, this big list. And it's whatever the manufacturer had less, least expensive at the time blended together to make okay. this sort of a neutral tasting oil. But what they found um, over the years is that these oils are very... Um, high in a type of fat, a polyunsaturated fat called omega-6. And too much of this, these oils, cause uh, inflammation. So sort of a systemic inflammation throughout the body. Mm-hmm. A little bit's not going to hurt you, but we eat so many of these things that it's pretty important to start minimizing them in our diet. And these things are everywhere. Yeah, and the reason we want to minimize them, and that's what I teach clients, is you are going to eat them because you're going to go to a restaurant, even a restaurant that seems like it's got relatively healthy food, and because they think it's better for you, a lot of restaurants cook with vegetable oil. And you're going to get grams upon grams of that stuff, and uh, you just simply can't have enough healthy other fats to counteract these. So if you also choose to have a bottle of those at home, you're now loading your system. Or a salad dressing. Like the salad dressings, mayonnaise, those are like, mm. the, I think, the biggest areas where people get them in their house. I mean, they're in all sorts of packaged food products. Um, it's typically the fat in, in most crackers and cookies and cakes. I think... But it's in salad dressings. Almost Soybean oil is in almost every salad dressing. Even the ones that say, like, balsamic mm-hmm. vinegar and olive oil, it usually says soybean oil first, and then olive oil for, is down later. And that's just to get the olive oil flavor. I think when we uh, do kitchen cleanups for our clients, we often find Miracle Whip, mayonnaise, and dressings to be those things that have the soybean oil. 
Yeah. I think that's that's the main thing. Yeah. And okay. sometimes they even show us here, look I'm look how healthy I am. Here's my jug of yeah. uh, vegetable oil. And and it's not people's fault that they were taught wrong. It's just going to take a little bit of time to unlearn yeah. um, those modern foods. Well, you also find these things. My pet peeve is um, the I can't believe it's not butter type spreads. The country crock. I can't believe it's not butter. Um, margarine. Like all these types of spreads. They are almost exclusively made with soybean oil and other types of oils. They might have other oils in them, like Smart Balance. They put other oils in them to give you... They, I think they honestly think they're doing the right thing, mm -hmm. but there's too many bad things. There's too many oils in there. It's not doing any good. And they're trying to make that oil balanced, but you're, you're, you're sort of your day, your dietary day or week has to be balanced, not the specific product that you eat. So as we started talking about this um, 30 days of uh, real food and uh, some of our clients uh, are considering starting a, a paleo challenge in January, which is pretty much the same thing, uh, we got these questions about paleo bread and gluten-free bread and um, corn pasta. And people are saying, well, it's not bad. It's made from coconut flour and psyllium husks. Like, how bad could it be for you? So what did you say on the 30 days of real food? Should people try to find those, um, I don't know, specifically made for diets like that food? I don't think so. I think that's something that after your 30 days, because yes, it's made out of ingredients that are compliant, mm -hmm. but if you take ingredients that are compliant and healthy and you cook them in ways that mimic the same foods that you are having problems eating or minimizing now, um, you could be in the same, you could be in the exact same boat. So let's say you come up with some sort of paleo bread mm -hmm. and you, you know, and instead of peanut butter, cause it's a legume you're trying to avoid, you get almond butter. Mm -hmm. And then instead of, um, Smucker's jelly, you get fruit spread. Mm -hmm. Well, now you have a, Basically, a peanut butter and banana—I mean, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or uh, almond butter and jelly sandwich—and you know how many of those things can you eat? You put, it's going to be delicious, and it's going to be sweet, and it's going to be yeah. salty, and you're going to eat that thing just like you would. And if you add up the calorie, I mean, ca you don't need to count calories with this thing, but you do have to realize that calories count. And if you're trying to get healthy, and if you're trying to lose some weight, the way to do it is not to go out and search out compliant faux foods like you know fake it's real pasta but it's made with something that's um tapioca starch or yeah. something like that well i those are for later those are for day 31 you can try some of those things and have it as a special treat it's part of like you know you're gonna you're gonna slip into something like an 80 20 kind of a rule and where you know 80 percent of the time you're eating these foods and then 20% of the time you're eating special foods. I only have one issue with these fall foods is that there's so many uncontrollables. Like if you look on the on a package of gluten-free bread, there's so many ingredients. Whereas if you include just wheat back in your diet, now it's just one ingredient. So it's so hard to know what's affecting you poorly when you have 17 ingredients on a label. Yeah. I would say that like, like a lot of your clients have, uh, or not a lot, but some of your clients have celiac disease. Mm -hmm. And I have some, uh, two clients with celiac disease. 
they can't have gluten. They can't have any wheat at all. And they get really sick and they get super puffy. Like mm. their face swells up to the size of... Gain a million pounds a day. Yeah, super red. So this paleo bread is fine for them. But even they have realized... Like, um, like one of them tried it and she liked it. But then she realized that she ate the whole loaf of bread in like three days mm. with, with almond butter smeared all over it. And... Um, she decided, you know, I can't keep this stuff around because it's. I'm still trying to lose weight. Yeah. So, a part of the a, a part of the thirty days of real food is not just giving up the foods that may not be great for you, but also including other foods that could be better for you. Yes. So you actually end up getting better nutrition. Yeah. When you replace your cereal and milk with scrambled eggs with vegetables and um, a side of blueberries and uh, you know a little bit of cheese you're doing much better you're getting a lot better nutrition for the same calories exactly very exactly. cool so we've been through the lists of foods and people can see those once they download the 30 days of real food guide um, there's some foods in there that um, we recommend people cut out if they're allergic to them um, or if they suspect they have allergies. Yeah, there's a lot of people that if they've been diagnosed with like an autoimmune condition, mm -hmm. then a lot of times um, doctors and dietitians will recommend that you cut out um, plants called like nightshade in the nightshade family, which is like tomatoes, eggplant, potatoes, pe potatoes, peppers. Mm -hmm. So just because people who have these autoimmune conditions can be a little susceptible, so. You'd know it if, like, if your doctor told you mm. to, to eliminate those things. We just kind of highlighted some of those things in yellow. There could be, you could be allergic to anything on the list, but those are some things that are more. Yeah. So if you want, if you suspect you have these things and you want to get really strict, take a look at the things that we highlighted in orange. Very cool. So how would you say one would prepare uh, to start these 30 days of real food? Uh, just download the PDF and start the next day, or should there be some time for preparation? Well, I would, you know... If you download it and start the next day, you got to cut yourself a little bit of slack because it's it's you're not going to be perfect. But if you could download it, like Gali and I plan to start on uh, Wednesday, which is the second. Mm -hmm. So and right now it's Sunday. Yeah. So we did some shopping today, and so we looked at the list. We considered the types of things that we wanted to buy. We made a little shopping list, and you basically looked down the list. Um, of the from the PDF and um, chose foods that we could make off of those lists. We made a little meal plan, and a lot of it, you know, it's, it's, it's as simple as not putting the beans in the chili and putting extra vegetables or something like that. Um, you just have to be prepared. If the whole family's in on this, it's nice to go through the pantry and get rid of the stuff that you mm -hmm. that's not compliant or the things that are like trigger foods for you. Um, you know, if they're not going to last 30 days, you know, you might, if they're going to last 30 days, you might want to stick them in the garage mm -hmm. or, or donate them to somebody else who's uh, just to get them out of the house. So would you say that during these 30 days, one should try to cook more? Definitely. Um, I think it puts you more in control and um, it's... the You're going to get the portions that you need. You know what ingredients go into it and... Uh, it's just the process. I think the pro I think we're missing out as a society on the process of, you know, of cooking and eating the food that we that we that we that we cook. 
Mm. So I think when you, when you've chosen the food, when you've cooked it yourself, um, and you've, you've eaten it, um, hopefully not standing over the sink. So you're eating it and enjoying it. I think there's a level of satisfaction there. That's, that's, um, that's a, a special value there. And I think, um, you may not feel it the first night, and especially if you're not, a um, not an experienced cook, but eventually you're gonna, uh, that's gonna gain, you're gonna gain that. That's very cool. What about if you're really in a hurry? Can you just pick something up from like a fast food place? Um, you can. Fast food's a little bit challenging sometimes because there's, there's so many temptations, and a lot of times people are, uh, are tempted. Like we have, for instance, we have potatoes on the list. So you might think, well, French fries are okay. I'm not going to say French fries are like totally bad, but unless you've, they're fried in the wrong kind of oil, you, I guarantee they're fried in soybean oil, corn oil. Um, and it's just a, really a low quality food. It's not particularly satisfying. And you probably haven't worked out. And I said you should try to work out before you have these things. Um, most of the chicken in these places is breaded. If it's a chicken sandwich, and you're not going to have the bun anyway, so you're pretty much limited to a lot of places. Like a, like a lot of times, if we're in a pinch and we get a fast food, we get a bunless burger. Mm-hmm. And we have in and we're lucky enough to have In and Out and the Habit out here, which make great lettuce wrapped burgers. Carl's Jr. is another good one. Um, a lot of fast food places will do it. They're um, with different levels of deliciousness. Some of them yeah. are really sketchy. Some places like Chipotle have bowls that you can kind of build with grilled vegetables. Yeah, and, um, so you can leave out the rice, leave out the beans, and just... Yeah. Um, you just have to ask because you say just vegetables, and they'll give you like a little bit because most people just want a little bit of vegetables. You have to say, um, can I have more vegetables? Yeah, just a ton and, of vegetables. And then more, and then more, and then some lettuce on the top. Yeah, um, and top that with guacamole. You have a pretty good meal. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, places like some chicken places, as long as it's not a fried chicken place, like El Pollo Loco is a good one. Um, and there's some, a lot of local, like rotisserie chicken mm. places that are going to be better choices than a lot of other things. And then just be careful of the side dishes because, um, a lot of times side dishes are mac and cheese or coleslaw, which is, it looks, it looks like it would be okay, but it has mayonnaise and sugar. They're usually yeah. very sweet. If you have a local place where you live that you want to ask us about and just make a better choice, you can always um, write us or uh, write on the Facebook wall and um, we'll give you the addresses later where we can directly look at um, your yeah. question and your your personal challenge. Yeah, feel there. free to email us. I really like when we get it, when we get questions on our Facebook wall just because then other people get to learn from the mm. questions too. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you don't mind, if, if you send us an email and you want to be anonymous then just let us know and we'll uh we can still post it on the wall just leave your uh, post the question but without your name and information so in these uh, 30 days of real food once you have your ingredients and once you've kind of planned your menu and you're ready to start in a couple of days then how many times a day should you should you eat is there like a rule for that like three times a day or four times a day or six times a day, or eight <laughs> small meals. There's like, no is... hard and fast rule. Okay. Um, I'm a three-time-a-day person. I usually have two meals and a snack in between. It's more like three small, like two meals and one small meal. Hmm. Would you say whatever fits people's schedule? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's important that you, if you're used to having six meals a day, I'm not, I mean, you don't need to jump into three meals a day. But you don't also don't need to, it's a myth to think that you need to be successful on a diet by eating, you know, six times a day. Okay. That's, that makes it easier for a lot, a lot, a lot. It's better to fit your, the food around your schedule than it is to fit your schedule around your food. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So in the plan, in the 30 days of real food, we have some ideas for um, how to build breakfast and lunch and dinner uh, from the, um, the ingredients that we suggest are healthy for this month. And I think we've done it pretty a pretty good job. It's pretty simple. There's just some good examples of how to pair foods. And you'll look at it. The, the biggest thing that people say, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to, I don't know what to cook. Like, uh, you know, should I have... Well, you know, I typically would have lasagna or spaghetti and meatballs with garlic bread or um, some fancy some fancy dish. Half the time we don't ever, you know, we can cook fancy dishes, but mm-hmm. half the time we just cook, we cook some, some sort of protein and we cook some sort of vegetables. And if we need fat, it's either in the vegetables or in the meat. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. It doesn't sound exciting, which is why I, I write recipes and uh, I publish them because that's what excites people. But food is food. And um, sometimes we make it super simple. And if the ingredients are delicious, simple food is the best food. Yeah, we have a couple of cookbooks that are like three-ingredient cookbook, four-ingredient cookbooks. And if, uh, you know, they're really good. And it seems like the first time we got one, picked one up, I thought it was pretty, like, well, how good could something be? Yeah. But then, you know, a lot of times we cook with just one herb, one spice, mm-hmm. meat, salt, and pepper. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, pretty it's good. really good. Pretty good. I yeah. just made a soup with just three ingredients, and it was awesome. So, would you say that food is 80% of this plan? Like, once you get the nutrition down, you're you're pretty much there. You mean as compared to exercise? Compared to exercise. compared to, like, your attitude about the plan? Everything. Or? Exercise, attitude, sleep. What else is there that people need to pay attention to? Well, I think... The food focusing on the food is is sort of a big part of it, but without the other pieces in place, it makes the food part of it harder. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to be too tired, and when people are tired, their hunger is multiplied. Mm. Like the, the sense of hunger is multiplied, or their willpower maybe it's the, the willpower is is dropped, and it's harder to withstand it. And that's when when you're hungry and tired. And impulsive. And impulsive. All these things conspire against you, and pretty soon you're looking through the cupboards or you're going out to the garage to find the stuff that you stashed. Would you, would you say that you suggest people really work hard at an exercise program during these 30 days? No. If you're already working hard on an exercise program, I would, you know, you can stick with it and, um, you know, consider as your... Is your exercise program good? If it is, then then stick with it. Are you getting the results you want? Awesome. Um, if you are not doing any exercise now, I would start with some walking. And we have a we do have a program that it's included in the uh, thefitting.com slash thirty days page. It's our 
hold on that just threw me off um it's included it's a, our one dumbbell um workout at home workout so it's a it's the time saving workout um that we put up a, a while back and um it's pretty simple it's pretty simple it's very basic and it um, you can do it at home with just one like it's a 30 40 dollar dumbbell set that you can get at walmart or online or at amazon yeah it's pretty yeah. neat it's pretty neat um, I would say, say this plan is very simple if you believe that these 30 days are really going to do you good. And um, we were talking earlier that attitude is everything. So before you start and uh, get your food together and your workouts and your walking or, or your routine and your sleeping, um, really give yourself some time to um, just get in the mood to feel better and to do better and to know that 30 days from your starting day you feel better you look great your skin's radiant you have more energy you're able to focus your mood is stable you your sleep is better you know so many aspects of your life are better 30 days from when you start it's um it's really amazing yeah i would say that okay i know 30 days seems like a long time but it's only 30 days we're not asking you to go hungry if you're hungry, you can eat more of these healthy foods. Um, but what you're, what's going to happen when you come out of this 30 days is you're going to, A, if, if you have doubts that, like if you think, well, I can't believe, you know, this, this gluten-free thing is overrated. Well, you don't know that until you've tried it. So at the end of 30 days, you're going to add gluten back in. If you feel great, you don't see any change, then you were right. Gluten is probably okay for you. If, however, you feel puffy and swollen and lethargic the next day, then you know you might want to consider whether maybe gluten is not the right food for you. And that uh, similar things with all the other things, dairy, mm -hmm. uh, legumes, um, they they can they're either going to treat you well at the end of the thirty days, or they're going to treat you poorly, and that's the only way you're going to know. Very cool. But I think you're really going to learn something about yourself. Like, um, are you addicted to sugar, addicted to dairy? There's all sorts of things that you're going to find out about yourself. And then we have a really nice tracker in there um, that you can download that allows you to rate about, is it about 10, 10 well, different things? About 10 different things. And yeah. it's, it's really simple. There's a, it's a 30-day chart. And you just kind of go down uh, every day and you, or every couple of days and you just sort of rate how you feel in all these different areas. And it's, uh, you know, physical well-being, how is your sleep, what is your stress level, how is your digestion, all sorts of different things. Yeah, very down to very specific things like are your eyes watery, do you have a headache? Uh, but those are things we don't normally think about when you go just on a weight loss diet. Because you, you go on a weight loss diet, you're like, oh, I really want to lose seven pounds or 14 pounds or 140 pounds but you don't think about how am i really feeling so by charting well, your an, progress sorry, progress as an example mm. um <laughs> one of our friends went on a 21 day with us and after 21 days noticed that his uh his his joints and his fingers uh stopped aching they, and also his yeah. skin isn't dry anymore yeah, so he was worried that he was getting arthritis and um he, was where he uses his hands for work a lot. He's where, what am I going to do if this keeps getting worse? And after 21 days on one of these things, uh, one of these diets, so very similar to this, uh, he has no more pain in yeah. his fingers. And it's wonderful. And if we hadn't asked him, he probably wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. 
which is um, which is pretty cool. Um, with the 30 days of real food, uh, we don't want you to be an island and be isolated. We want to know how you're doing. We want to know who you are, and um, we want to connect with you. So we have made a Facebook page. Um, it's facebook.com slash 30 days of real food. And just come on there and just join the community and um, meet other people that um, are doing it too. We've gotten about 30 people uh, since 2 o'clock today. And uh, it's been it's been really neat meeting them, and we've answered a couple of questions on the wall already. Um, if you are not a Facebook type person, just go to thefitinc.com/slash/30days and get the program. And feel free to comment on there or uh, write us emails. We are we're okay with that too. Yep, there's a newsletter you can sign up for there too. It's uh, we're not really using it so much as a newsletter, but uh, periodically we'll send out updates, mm-hmm. um, tips, and things like that. Yeah, so and at the end of that. at the end of the thirty days, uh, we're going to draw some prizes from all the participants, uh, from the newsletter signups and from the Facebook page, and uh, hopefully you're one of them. And you not only win uh, good health and energy back, and you lose some pounds, but you also win some of our cool prizes. Excellent. Right. Yeah. So we're starting the new year with this these uh, thirty days of real food, and uh, it was kind of fun asking you all the questions about it because it reminded me about our whole idea and uh, I love it I'm looking forward to starting uh, in my small group of uh, women that I lead here in Rancho Santa Margarita in uh, Orange County Uh, I have already paired people up in couples oh nice and I have a buddy starting today and uh, I'm very excited and I told her to keep me accountable because I will try to eat more hazelnuts it is (laughs) hazelnut season you have not seen me I am a squirrel it is bad yeah. I've got a group of guys here locally in Orange County that's doing it with me, and um, um, I don't think we're doing the buddy thing because we're guys, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Um, yeah, but it's fun. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, so we're starting the new year with that, and I'm very excited about that, and uh, I also wanted to talk about one more thing before we let you go, and that was your uh, habits as you go back to the office. As a restorative exercise specialist, I see people with neck pain and back pain and low back pain and hip pain and knee pain and foot pain, uh, you name it, pain, because of their habits. And um, they end up with me after they have been to a chiropractor, after they've been to a doctor, and they say, you know what, we have done everything we can do. You got to change the way that you're sitting or you're standing or you're using your body because there's something in the way that you're using your body that's causing you pain. And um, more often than not, it is the way that they are sitting during the day that's making it worse. And um, recently, stand up, desks have become more and more popular and Roland and I use a stand-up space at home to work at our counter in our kitchen and we love it but uh, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about it so that if you are contemplating such a switch you don't jump right into it it can be uh, how long did it take you to get used to uh, working standing in the beginning Um, it took maybe I think I worked up to it after a couple of weeks, but, you know, I started off with, you know, stand up for half an hour for a couple of days and then mm. moved it up to about an hour. And, um, I think it's easier for me because to, to naturally break it up, 
just because I, I start from work, I start work at home in the morning and then I'm off somewhere and then I come back somewhere else to work with, you know, take my computer with me. So I'm popping my computer up all over the place. So even now I probably get six or seven hours of stand-up desk time during the, throughout the day, mm-hmm. but it's broken up into different parts. Yeah. On days when I go solid, like the other day we had a project to do and I worked four hours straight, I still did fine, but it took me a while. It took me a few weeks to work my way up to where I could stand for four hours. It is super important that you revisit your habits as you go back to work in the new year uh, because if you have some sort of a nagging uh, pain in your body, it could or just discomfort, it shouldn't even be pain, um, it could be very well be related to the way that you're sitting. Uh, right off the bat, I'm saying that working with a laptop on a soft couch or um, uh, an on armchair. Your lap, on your lap. Yeah, or an armchair is no healthy option. Uh, what you can do is uh, you can find a firm bottom, flat bottom chair uh, where you can position your pelvis neutrally. And we have a video explaining how to do that and we'll link it in the show notes. Um, you can also prop something behind your back to uh, get your back supported. But more important than a chair um, is to switch your positions. So go from a chair to a standing position, then maybe to the floor in a couple of different positions. I'm going to say that sitting is not the the devil position that it's made out to be. It's sitting all day that's probably the bad bad thing. So I think for most people, they, they need to get their job done. And it's a mistake if they decide to stand up all day because it's... Well, then standing becomes the old sitting. sitting. Yeah. So stand up for a while, sit down for a while. If you have different positions, like here at home, we're lucky enough where we can put the uh, we can put the, our laptop on our coffee table and you can sit on the floor different ways. Mm. Or you can stretch out on the floor and you know with the laptop in front of you so all sorts of different positions you can do now your office you might not be able to do that so it's going between standing and sitting is mm-hmm. going to be a better option yeah so if you do choose to to choose if you do choose to use a <laughs> stand-up workstation uh, make sure that you ease into it that it doesn't become your new chair and uh, visit your position as you're standing more of the weight should be in your heels uh, your pelvis should be positioned directly over your heels and not over your, your toes. Like if you draw a line from the front of your pelvis where your belt line is, uh, your, you know, that straight line shouldn't hit in front of your toes. It should be more, um, you know, in the center of, of your feet. And, and, when, I, and when people stand for a long time, they don't just stand in one position the whole time anyway, yeah. just when they're doing other stuff. So you shouldn't just stand in one position when you're working uh, on your computer either. People stand with their a leg up on something, so you could have yeah, all sorts of switch. things. You can put your your leg up on a chair, a small stool, like one of them, mm. alternate. You can also use that time, like you do, to use like one of those foam half dome things to stretch your calves and you get, roll and with a tennis the, ball. Roll with a tennis ball. If you on have the luxury fascia, which is yeah. the bottom of your foot, um, all sorts of things that you probably should be doing anyway, but. Don't because of the time. One thing to consider now that we mentioned barefoot is uh, please do not use a stand-up workstation with high heels or uh, shoes with um, elevated, um, you know, the, the, the back being elevated. Cause men's even, dress shoes. Even some men's dress shoes are pretty high in the back. Uh, so try to go minimal. Uh, 
for your office shoe if you're going to be doing stand-up work. And if you're lucky enough to work from home, just uh, play with different positions on the floor and um, just set up a few different um, stations where you can change position throughout the day. One really important thing is um, people spend seven, eight, ten hours in a chair and then they go home or in a car and they're in a chair and then they watch TV in a couch. What you can do is make some of your non-work sitting time not sitting time. So maybe you can stretch, maybe you can you know, be on the floor in some other position that is not necessarily that uh, flex 90 degree between your torso and um, your thigh I have a client position. Who, I have a client who does all of her conference calls. Mm-hmm. She bought a cordless headset uh, for her home office. And she basically paces around the office during her conference call. She's on like two or three hours of conference calls every day. That is pretty cool. And so she just puts this thing on and, and sort of walks around. And she does have a stand-up desk, so she goes back if she needs to mm-hmm. do something. She has a clipboard if she needs to write things down. Yeah. She has her computer right there. But basically, it just you know it goes between walking, sitting, and pacing. Well, with my nutrition clients, I have a lot of um, Skype calls. So uh, oftentimes I would just be stretching. Like I, I don't have the camera on and I can be in all sorts of positions. You don't know it. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it just allows you to move. And uh, we're built to move. The human body cannot exist without movement. So just don't get stuck in the same position. Um, and um, I think that you'll be more productive and uh, you'll, you'll be in a better mood. Your energy will be uh, higher and uh, you will really enjoy a better 2013 of work um, instead of uh, being stuck like all of your colleagues who don't know any better. So that's it from us. Uh, We hope that you come over to thefitting.com. That's T-H-E-F-I-T-I-N-K.com slash 30 days to to see our... um, program and uh, download the 30 days of real food pdf and read all about it there's a lot of things on there that we didn't mention uh, so you will be um, you'll be able to um, read about artificial sweeteners and diet drinks and um, yeah, download the pdf read through it download the forms if you want to print there's a couple of two pa- there's a couple of forms if you want to print off a food log mm. and then the 30-day tracker and um, yeah just Then stop by Facebook and let us know what you think. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year. We wish you a very healthy, happy, and um, just full of energy New Year. Excellent. Have a good New Year. Happy New Year, everybody.